You've thrown me under the bus again, Harps. You never tell me I'm doing the intro until I get <laughs> done from the call. <laughs> And as the music fades away, we are back. Harps, it's good to be back, mate. We've got an exciting, uh, exciting announcement. We got new hats. Oh, oh, yeah. Geez, we do have new hats. Uh, the hats featured in Brandon's pocket profile there, which is uh, very, very fun. Did, did you enjoy that pocket profile, Brandon? What was the, what yeah, was the trickiest good. question I put to you? The trickiest one was the scary, the scariest moment in my life. I'd I don't know. I, I hadn't had many moments, so um, I, I didn't know what to give you there. Sorry. Oh, by the way, we better, we better. I was going to say Harps as well. We better intro the guest as well. So Brandon Stark, Australian high jumper, Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games. He's done it all, really. So I just thought we'd better give our guest some context. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely, definitely do that. But um, yeah, that pocket profile gave a very good story with the scariest moment of your life. So I encourage people to get on the Patreon and check that out. But Brandon, in that pocket profile as well, we talked about uh, your newborn baby. So how's that going? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Uh, he's going really well. He's growing up really quickly. Um, he's almost two months old, and. Um, given some plenty of smiles at the moment. So, um, no, it's exciting. I, I love being a dad and seeing him grow up. It's, it's pretty awesome. Has having a baby Ollie, has that like changed your, your mindset on life and, or maybe sport more specifically? If Um, I, yeah, a little bit. Um, I guess it's, uh, probably a little bit doing it thinking about them a little bit more. Um, obviously, life's a little bit different to what it was before. Um, but um, I think I think maybe as I as I and, and him get a bit older, I think that's when it will really change. Um, he's, he's still pretty fresh, but, um, you know, when I, I think when I'm probably going out to my next major, I think I'll definitely I'll be thinking about them and and thinking about home. So, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And mate, speaking of the baby, I was having a look, a bit of a look through the Instagram for the um, usual research that we do for the podcast, and it looks like you had a pram sponsorship. <laughs> the, the baby came. So how does that come about? I'll, I'll read out your Instagram post. Actually, it says, "Super grateful to roll around in the new Fox Three pram by Bugaboo Oz. All we need now is to fill it with a tiny human." So how did how did you get a pram sponsorship, Brandon? <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys are well aware of um, how much some baby stuff can cost. Um, that pram is, I think, just around 2000 retail. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're a really good pram, really good brand. Um, and, and I guess I reached out to them and see if they're interested in their work. So. so you reached out to them? Wow. I did, I did, yeah. Um, and, hey, it's, it's been going awesome so far. It's super smooth and... Um, I just have to um, kind of share them a little bit, and yeah, mate, that's that's unreal. Just send send to Blue Bomb. Did you try any other baby brands? It's like most of the uh, is most of your baby stuff around the house actually sponsorship deals. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, I think that's, <laughs> to be honest, I think that's the only thing. Um, we we actually got gifted a lot of stuff, um, as you do. Like my mum, it's my mum's first grandchild. Um, and so she she got us a lot of stuff. Um, people got us a lot of clothing. Um, we got lent like a capsule from from Laura's sister. Um, we yeah we there's so much stuff. Um, we've probably got too much stuff. 
Oh, no, mate, that's unreal. And, of course, congratulations are in order. But now we'll get back on track in terms of the sport. So high jump. Mm-hmm. How, how did you get into it? Like, what made you want to go down that sort of path? Because I know, I guess, looking into you played a bit of footy, a little bit of cricket, team mm-hmm. sport, but obviously we went down the athletics track. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we were younger, um, so I've got a, a few siblings. I've got two brothers, two sisters. Um, and when we were all younger, we, we got put in, in little athletics. Um, I mean, we were all pretty sporty when we were young anyways. Um, when I was young, I did cricket, soccer, uh, t-ball, uh, Mitchell and I did. We, we did a couple comps of ten pin bowling, which hasn't translated <laughs> because it's, we're pretty. Well, I'm pretty lousy at it. Um, yeah, we did. So we did heaps of sport, um, and I guess. Sorry, I guess when we were younger, um, the the three main ones for me was soccer, cricket, and athletics. And um, as I I kind of got older, I think. I got started getting better um, more, I think, at athletics. Uh, and, and I went to a sports high school, Hills Sports High in, uh, in Seven Hills, and I went for athletics. And I think that's, that's where athletics kind of took the, the front, front step, I think, um, front seat. And, and from there, I could continue training and then sort out my, my current coach. So I've been with my, my coach, Alex Stewart, for, since 2009. Uh, so we've been together for quite a while. Um, and yeah, I think that's the kind of long story short, that's how athletics kind of took over my life. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned how temping bowling hasn't had a kind of huge impact on, uh, your high jumping and your athletics, but I've heard you were, you did tap dancing and ballet. If I'm not wrong there. <laughs> sorry, sorry did I miss that one, did I? <laughs> does that translate at all into high uh, jumping and how do you get into that? Yeah, well, so obviously two sisters did it. Uh, older brother did it as well. I don't know if he did tap, to be honest, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, two sisters obviously did a lot of dance and I don't know if I, I can't remember if I really had a say in it, but, you know, I was there, <laughs> I was there dancing. Um, I do remember there was, a, I think, one dance. So it, was, oh, it was doing like Mickey, Hey Mickey, and um, I was the only guy and it was about... 15 girls there. So, um, I must have done something right. Um, because I think it's, it's, it helps my flexibility and I helped uh, my, my spatial awareness, I think, and which is pretty important for high jump. Um, you know, knowing where the bar is and what to do with your body to get over the bar. So I think for sure it's, it's, um, it's helped my, my, yeah, everything to kind of do with, with high jump. Um, and I don't know, how much you do it these days but if if guys were you know thinking about it go for it right i like how you really downplayed at the start oh yeah i didn't really want to do it mum forced me but actually it was so good it was so good <laughs> so you're force, are you gonna force Ollie to do it as well <laughs> you know I've, I've actually thought about it i don't know um i don't know what we're gonna do we'll, we'll just see see what happens when we, when we get to that happens. stage yeah um, but Mate, for sure unreal. i think it has helped um, definitely. Yeah. 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 And I guess a bit of how Harper and I differentiate from ourselves. So he was going through your Instagram, looking at sponsorships and I was on there looking at you squat 250 kilos. <laughs> so mate, t- tell us a little bit about the training regime because I'm guessing that, you know, squats and stuff, you must ne- require so much power in your legs. And I'm really interested to know what a international level high jumper actually, what he does day to day. So like, I guess compared to a lot of other people. So my brother, Mitch gives me a bit of stiff, 
for um, my squat, he, he always says, oh, where's the rest of your squat? Because, you know, <laughs> I'm only doing a, a, like a third squat sort of thing where, where he'd probably be doing full squats. But for a high jumper, I don't need to need to be going in that sort of uh, range because I'm not getting in that sort of range when I'm jumping. So um, a lot of a lot of stuff's really quick, shorter range stuff. So um, main lifts we do is like we go narrow, narrow grip snatch, uh, some cleans, step-ups, squats. They're probably the main Olympic lifts or bigger lifts um, when we always couple them with some sort of supplementary stuff. Um, but for a week, we only do gym twice a week and and – three track sessions a week um, and, and usually only do high jump once a week, um, sometimes two, two times a week. But it's not like everyone thinks, you know, you're always just doing high jump, high jump, high jump, high jump. we we got to do a lot of other stuff, plyos, a lot of running. Um, obviously, high jump, you got to run before you jump, right? So you need to learn how to run properly. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. And you mentioned running there. I've heard you talking about running properly in high jump. Yep. So yep. what is running properly in high jump and how do you do it? <laughs> well, I mean, you got to, you got to, for sprinting, you need to run properly, right? You can't, I mean, it might help for some people, but for high jump, it's a lot of, um, a lot of technical aspect goes into the jump and, and you have to be in the right position to be able to jump high. Um, if you're, if you're leaning forward with your legs all the way at the back, you're not going to, you're definitely not going to be in a position to be able to jump high. You're just going to go straight forward. Um, so without going too in depth with technicalities. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, seriously, feel free to go in depth you know, with technicalities because it's really interesting. Yeah. Like you kind of got to be in front of yourself to, to be in the right position to set up, to jump high. Um, so if, if you're not really running properly um, or running to, to prepare yourself to jump, then, you know, that's, that you're going wrong from the beginning sort of thing. Yeah, and when you're, um, I guess, you're running properly and you're on the top of your game, you're, you're on form, mm-hmm. how does that mindset, like the mentality you're in at that moment, differ from the kind of mindset mentality that you have when you're not on form and you're not quite um, hitting your targets? Yeah. So when, when everything's going smooth, um, you know, I'm clearing, clearing bars easy. Everything's feeling all right. Everything's clicking over. We're, we're going good. You, you really, I've got nothing going in on my head, in my head. Like it's just all autopilot. You know what you're doing. Your, your run up smooth, your takeoffs on point. Um, it's just all, it's just all free flowing sort of thing. Whereas on the other side, it's um, it can really overwhelm your mind if you if you start thinking about um, oh okay I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this um, so I think that comes with experience from from knowing kind of what to do when things aren't going super smooth um, trying to either forget about some things and just focus on this one thing to try and nail that and then all right okay I've nailed that let's try and focus on this. Um, when I was younger, for sure, I, I would get overwhelmed with, oh, my gosh, I'm jumping horribly. What do I, like, uh, coach is saying this, I need to do this. Um, but I think, you know, I've been doing it for 10, 10 plus years now. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I can easily sort myself out when, when, when things aren't going super smooth. Yeah, it's really interesting. So 
So for you, when you're in form and out of form, the main difference is all sort of mental. Like it's the clear mind that you have when you're in form, whereas when you're not, you're just sort of worried about all those other little sort of like nitty gritty details. Yeah, yeah. Well, generally when we come to comps, um, I guess if we're talking more specifically a major comp like the Olympics or World Champs or something, physically we've done all the work. I, I, I'm not going to do anything on that day physically to be that, that's going to change me from jumping 225 to 235, right? It's all, it's all mental. It's all hitting the right cues, hitting the right everything, technique, positions, being in the right mindset of jumping. Um, so, yeah, all the physical stuff is done like, like right now, basically, in the off-season. You gotta, as, you, as you saw, a 250 squat, I'm not going to be doing that a day before a comp, right? So <laughs> it's doing all the heavy stuff, all the hard stuff now, kind of that's the physical stuff done and then it's all up to your mind and, and being confident and hitting everything right. Mate, definitely. I can definitely see how important that is and it's awesome mm. to see you shifting the tin around the gym, not around <laughs> the gym, sorry, I'm sure. But And I guess we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but I think it'd be a miss not to when we're talking about form and we're not mentioning your 2018 season where you absolutely just when career best form, I think PB at 2.36 metres, mm-hmm. Com Games gold medal, Diamond League, um, mm-hmm. Continental Cup as well. Is that correct? Yeah, like I came won sec- that as well. No, I came sec- second. second. Yeah. It's, it oh. Same height, but it was yeah. count back. So, it's still yeah. pr- pretty pretty insane like season. Like, what do you put that down to? Was it just what you were sort of alluding to before? Um, a little bit. I don't know. Um, so 2017, well, if we go back – I'd made a team from 2013, 14, 15, 16. Um, I made all those Australian teams. Uh, off the off the Rio Olympics, I had surgery on my ankle, and 2017 season wasn't wasn't great. I mean, I thought I was ready to jump. Well, I jumped 225. That was my best that year. Didn't qualify for world champ, so I missed I missed my first team of the of my career, sort of thing. Um, so obviously, I had a, a bit of an early break because I didn't make the world champs team. And and then I don't know if it was a shift of mindset, um, but training up until Australian champs and even com games, um, there was no, there were no hiccups. It was all smooth sailing. And, um, you know, I, I, going into com games, um, the, the qualifying went super, super well. And I don't know if it was Alex or me but it was just basically going into the final backing myself and having the confidence that you know i belong in world athletics in world high jump i belong here back myself i know i can do it and i and i did and so i won that and off that i think the rest of the season was like super smooth um as you said i won a couple diamond leagues diamond league final uh equaled the australian record um, continental second so like it was a pretty big year and I think that was just off the back of being confident and believing myself at com games early on in the year and that pretty big year indeed I think you set three PBs the highest one being 2.36 in Eberstadt in Germany yes. Uh, yes. and uh, I'm having a look the high jump record all time, 2.45 metres. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you can hit that kind of mark because that's just phenomenal. Nah, but yeah. realistically, yeah. Uh, how, how high do you reckon you can go? Do you reckon you can beat your PB again? I think I think so, yeah. Um, I, 
the way I've been training recently, um, you know, I'm faster, I'm stronger. Um, I still have confidence in myself that I can jump higher. Um, you know, 235 uh, at the Olympics, it was, it was good. Um, it was a long comp for me, um, you know, and I think if it was a little bit shorter, um, maybe I could have jumped higher. Um, but obviously coming off that, jumping my best at a major, that was my best result at any of the majors that I've been to, 235. Um, so I've got, a pretty, got some confidence coming off that to, to jump pretty high. Um, and, and I've just got to have confidence in that for sure. Yeah, and you're 28 now. Like I'd say, probably in your prime. I'd say, fair to say. Yeah. And yeah. so, what kind of things are you doing to kind of make your prime last as long as it can and avoid as many injuries as you can? Uh, that's that comes down to, I guess, preseason and, and prep, and basically, kind of using knowledge from my coach and physio and. And everyone, everyone else that I, I kind of seek um, to to get keep the body in one piece. Um, it's a lot of prehab, rehab, um, and general prep going into the pre-season sort of thing before you get into specific prep before you compete. Um, and I think you know I'm not 21 anymore, so I I can feel it, feel it in my body a little bit more, um, which I think is making me pay attention to it a little bit more. Um, so just trying to keep diligent and, and, and do all the little things like, um, you know, regular massage, regular treatment, physio, um, doing what I need to do at home to recover properly for, to just keep keeping the body in one piece. Um, I think, um, like, as I said, before I had surgery on my ankle in 2016 and so far that's, been manageable. Um, obviously, jumped to 235 last year, so I, I can obviously jump high, um, and that's been the, the biggest managing sort of part of my body. Um, and if I can keep that going for another couple of years, then perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's obviously that preparation. I guess getting that rehabbing is super important in preparation for the events. And I think, like you said, it's so 2016 ankle surgery, missing missing out first time ever not being selected. I think you said in the Australian team in 2017. Mm. How how tough was that? And how how did you deal with that? Because obviously you went to the Olympics in 2016. Mm. You had pretty. You came 15, which is like an awesome achievement. And then oh. For, I reckon it's pretty cool, but <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even come 15th at my school. But yeah, but it must have been so tough though to like, to then not miss out on the team the next year. Yeah, well, yeah, as a first team missing out, and and I really didn't know how I was going to bounce back from that. Um, I think um, I think I'm quite good at compartmentalizing some some things in in my career, and I think forgetting about the bad stuff and just focusing on the future. Like if I have a bad comp previously when I was younger, I'd dwell on it for quite a while. But um, as I think I've gotten older and more experienced, I'm, I'm, I know I can easily kind of move on and forget about that and take what I need to into the next one, move on and forget about all that negative sort of stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, from, from the 2017 going in to 2018 season, I knew, okay, we've got a home com games. We've got that to look forward to. Let's just, you know, new season, full steam ahead. Let's let's give it a crack. And I think that's kind of 
how how I've been since. And and I, I had a couple of bad comps last year um, leading into Tokyo and especially like Monaco, I jumped, I think, 220, um, which was the comp before the Olympics. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I, know, I know I'm in good shape. It just, it just didn't work. You just kind of move on, go back to training, sort some things out and, and fire up for Tokyo. So, yeah, um, just kind of that, I guess, mental side again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know your wife, Laura, um, she, she was an athlete herself and mm-hmm. uh, your, your mates with Carla McCulloch, who's had her fair share of bad injuries as well. So, and obviously your coach as well. So were there particular people that you um, kind of leaned on um, and used their support to help you through um, the periods where you had injuries? Yeah, Laura's definitely the number one. Um, I mean, obviously physio, Brent, Brent Kirkbride, he's been my physio for forever um, and, and he knows my ankle, he knows my body super, super well. So um, any sort of things I've got going on, he he's right on top of it pretty quick. Um, but he's not at home. <laughs> I don't come home to, to Brent. Um, and, and Laura, so... She, she finished her master's in exercise physiology um, with a seven GPA. So she's very intelligent. Yeah. And she knows the body quite well. Um, obviously, she was an athlete herself, um, very much enjoys um, the body and, and movement and athletics. And um, so I've, I've always kind of kind of come back to her and been like, oh, what do you, if, if I've got something sore, I'm like, oh, what's that? What, what do you reckon I should do? Should I? release this what do you reckon it is um and not even that just someone to kind of vent to or like release some <laughs> things in my head to and and she understands everything um so you know I, I think that's been super important to to have her in my life to for that for me to do that um i think that's it's been hugely beneficial what part of athletics was she in uh she did 200s um, dabbled in 400s and 100s, probably less 400s, more, more a one and two. Um, and yeah, we, we met on the way to Japan, um, for an athletics trip. So, um, yeah, she was, she was pretty quick. She still thinks she can beat me in a 300. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, but she backs, she backs herself. <laughs> I, I know, I know. So you say you think so, but you haven't actually gone down to the track to test it out. No, just we to, haven't. Just to keep it up there. <laughs> I don't even. That, I don't know if it'll ever happen either. It would just be. <laughs> just keep, just keep it. pulling out. Sorry, no. Too much. That'd be too much load on my training card. Yeah, exactly. Got to look after the body. Just keep putting it off. But, yeah. but you alluded to it before. So you met on the way to Japan now on an athletic trip. Now Harper, he told me it was a pretty. It's a pretty good story how you met. Is there anything more to it, mate? <laughs> Elaborate because I know our listeners are massive romantics. So okay. look, just give, just give us anything. Um, well, I'll, I'll try and make it short. Um, <laughs> I mean, so yeah, we, we, we hadn't met before that trip and we just got put on the same booking by chance. And, um, so we were sitting next to each other. We got, we got bumped up to premium economy, which I thought was awesome. Um, (laughs) and, and yeah, so we, we spent 10 days in Japan, I think with, with, with a couple of other Australian athletes, um, kind of just, you know, I don't know, we just kept chatting after it and kept in contact. And so that was 2014. Uh, and then, so we were going on a trip to Monaco uh, for the IAAF um, uh, awards night. Um, they asked me to come out and I said, can Laura come? And I, I knew there were, from research there was Japanese gardens in Monaco, so I thought fitting. 
this this is a perfect time to um, propose and um, yeah, I, previous previous trips I'd always take a camera and tripod and I'd set up like a tri- uh, a selfie sort of thing. So she didn't think anything yeah. of it, whereas I was taking photos of um, me proposing and got the ring out, pretended to fall over this little step, and she tried to pick me up because um, I fell over, but I'm proposing yeah. and she said yes, and now we're married two years and. Got a kid, so right. That's un- that's unreal. I'll tell you what. I'll just I just took down some notes there. How how, how to get it done? That is. That is <laughs> I mean, she wasn't expecting it, so yeah. <laughs> Do well. <laughs> oh, that's un- yeah. that's unreal, mate. Yeah, very very good indeed. But um, we'll talk about the uh, 2010. It was the Youth Olympics in Singapore, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you got a silver medal there. Um, yep. Maybe we should have touched on this earlier because it's going to be out of order. But silver medal at the Youth Olympics, mm-hmm. that's a bloody awesome achievement, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, that was kind of the – that was kind of where it all started, to be honest. Um, I only started with Alex in 2009, um, around about May, and I didn't know if I was a high jumper, triple jumper, hurdler. Didn't really – like, we were just training. Um, but back then – Alex was also training. He was a triple jumper himself. And I think a lot of my technical kind of skill comes from him and him being able to show me what to do. He was very technical. And if I had to do a drill, he could actually show me and how to do it properly. Um, so I think I was a pretty raw kid back then and I could I didn't have any bad habits. So I could just kind of, all right, this is what I've got to do. I'm very visual, so I can watch it. I can do it. Sweet. Um, uh, and then so... I wanted to train for, for a high jump for a school carnival. So we did some um, jump to PB then. And then I guess a year later, we did more high jump stuff and, and we made the, the Australian team to, to go to Singapore. That was my first trip, first time going overseas. And um, going into it, my PB was 2.10 and I jumped 2.19 in the final. Oh. Equaled the first place's height as well, but he beat me on countback, which kind of sucked. But um, yeah, that's that was kind of like the point where we were like, huh, you know, this is the international comp. We've we've done kind of well. You know, we, we could make this a thing. Let's give this a good crack. And I mean, it was a good comp, <laughs> a good decision. And, um, you know, it was that 11 years, 12 years later and we're still here going all right. <laughs> Uh, count back ties into the most recent, the Tokyo Olympics as well. So um, we'll touch on those in a sec. But can you just explain how the count back works? Because mm. for people yeah. who don't know it too well, it might, might confuse them a bit. Yeah. So in that case, um, at Singapore, the say the height goes up to 219. Um, this guy from Israel, he, he had his first attempt. He cleared it. I had my first attempt. I missed it. So... I went another attempt. I can't remember if I got on my second or my third, um, either one. I cleared it, but Israel guy is Dimitri Kroeder. He's in the lead because he cleared it on his first attempt. If um, if we both cleared it on our first attempt and then we both missed the next height, um, it would then go on how many misses in the comp. If it's all clear, like, say, Tokyo in the, the first silver gold position they hadn't missed a jump or comp um they they both missed 239 i think it was and so they were still in first 
equal first position because there was nothing for them to break up. So traditionally that would go to a jump off because it's for first place, but they decided against it and decided to share it. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that? Like, what, what did you think of that? I didn't like, mind it. Um, I, I know they were very, they're very close friends. Um, Jimbo, the Italian, went to Basham's wedding. Um, yeah. So that's how that's how close they are. Um, they're they're very very good friends. Um, I mean, it would have probably depend on who if I was if I was in that situation, and it would probably depend on how I was feeling in the comp and who I, who it was with. Um, if I was, you know, friends or friendly with that person and they thought the same thing, maybe um, if I felt like I could clear the next height, I'm like, no, nah, let's keep going. <laughs> um, it's very situational, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's high risk, high reward though, because it's like it's oh, you've got to guarantee gold, and it's not too bad to share it either, to be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean they're they're both going around like like they are Olympic champions, so yeah, you know. But then you could go for it, and the other guy could jump it, and you won't. And yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, and you've been. Uh, from what you've been saying, you've been stung by the, the countback a few times. So I totally get if you weren't a big fan of the system. But overall, do you think the countback system is fair and just, yeah. I guess? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, it, it kind of comes down to the importance of clearing heights at the earlier stages of the comp. Um, you know, some people might, they might come into a comp not fully ready but at a, at a lower height just to kind of warm up and they might miss a height here, might miss a height there, but at the end, at the end of the comp, that might bite them in the butt. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great, a, a great system and, and I think it works well. Is there much debate around it, its existence in the high mm. jump and athletics community? Not really, to be honest. Um, some people don't fully understand it, um, but once well, you do, it's, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, I think it's a pretty fair, uh, pretty fair system, and and it's it's worked out quite well. I mean, there hasn't been many times where they haven't gone to a jump off and they've tied for first. Um, there've been many situations where they've gone for a jump off and the jump. So, so to explain the jump off, the jump off is an extra attempt at the height they both missed. So say the Olympics, they went for 239. They both had three misses. If they went to a jump off, they would have one more attempt at 239. If they both get it, it goes up two centimetres and then it's, a, it's basically sudden death. If one gets it, one misses it, it's over. If they both miss it, it goes down two. If they both miss it, it goes down two. If they both miss it, they go down two. They keep going until there's a clear winner. Um, yeah, it can go on forever. <laughs> it can go on for a long time. Uh, usually jump-offs, because at the end of the comp, you're pretty tired and you keep jumping and it, you just, you're not going to clear it because you're just getting more tired and more tired and more tired. And, um, yeah. In that situation, why not just one centimetre? Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a rule. You can't, you can't go up by one centimetre. Um, if, you're, if you're the last person in the comp, you can choose your height but the minimum is two centimetres. Um, I don't know. That's that's just how it's been. Um, there's no, I don't know. Um, it's been like that forever. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's just you, you can't go up by more than, but by less, by a centimetre, yeah. 
Yeah, well, Taylor, I'm starting to feel like an expert on the rules of high jumping. And whilst I could talk about the technicalities of the rules and all the bylaws, um, I think I'll move on to, I'm really interested in how in terms of sponsorship works. So obviously, you're using sponsorship to get prams, but obviously, it's also super important just to, to use it in terms of general. Like, do it for you, is it like a lot of self-funded? Is it like supported by the AIS? Like, how does like as an athlete, how, how do you sort of like go about all that to be able to go out there and compete? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been super fortunate throughout my career to, um, to know, to know some people and to, to kind of get, I guess maybe be in the right spot. I don't know. Um, but as you can see, ASICs is, they've been a sponsor of mine since I signed with them in 2013. Um, but I'd, I'd been receiving some like product beforehand and, and they've been my main sponsor for ages. And, you know, if they've done custom spikes for me and, they're they're absolutely awesome um so they they've helped me to i guess focus less on trying to work um and be more of a full-time athlete um so it's it's definitely a weight off the shoulders um to focus more on on being an athlete and and producing results um and then as as results come you you might get more opportunities so um yeah yo pro is another sponsor um the yoga company um I'm actually an amb- <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for Coles, um, and that kind of came about because I was an employee from Coles um, straight out of school. I just got a part-time job at Coles, and, and then kind of gained traction after Com Games, and then we signed an ambassador role. So I've got a, a couple of sponsors, um, which has helped obviously yeah, be be a full-time athlete. Um, but on top of that, yeah, Athletics Australia um, they have a system called NAS. Um, and, and that, that supports upcoming athletes as well as, you know, people who are potentially on the podium. Um, they've got different tiers and, and different tiers have different amounts of money and, um, and they, they support, you know, Australian athletes kind of to try and get to that next stage and, and get better. Yeah, right. And speaking of on the podium, tell us about the 2018 Com Games in, on the Gold Coast, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was incredible. That's probably my, my favorite comp so far. Um, I had my family there. You know, you don't have a a big comp like that in Australia very often. Um, I think Laura told me that Melbourne might have a chance of having comp games in 2026. Um, I don't know if I'll still be going then. Um, I think that depends on the body, um, hopefully, because that would be awesome to, to have – Another one in Australia, um, maybe Ollie, he'll be, what, five by then, uh, four or five. So he, he'll be old <laughs> enough to kind of watch. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, but it was, you're yeah. planning on him competing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, to have the – I felt like the whole crowd was behind me and um, it was pretty loud. It was pretty cool um, just to perform and, and get the gold with all of them. So, yeah. Favourite comp by far. Yeah, gold medal. Where, where do you keep it? Um, it's actually, it's in another room where the dogs kind of stay. It's It's got <laughs> got a couple trophies, got a couple shoes. Um, my, I don't know if you noticed, I had a, a white and a black pair during my comp games. Um, it was like an opposite. That came about because I could uh, I could have a custom color because it wasn't a world champion. Anyway, this is through ASICs. I asked if I could have a, a custom color and I went for them. And after I won, they um, I got made um, by someone there a, a custom pair of Gel Light 3s, which is a, 
kind of a classic ASICS sneaker um, in the same colours as my spikes, um, which are pretty cool. They, they live in that room as well. Um, I mean, I can get it if you want, but... That's, nah, that's all good. <laughs> that's unreal. I saw how it's in the dog room. The dogs had their own room. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's where you put your drivers in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, but there's a few things there. Like the, <laughs> when, I, when I jumped 236, there's a, there was a big trophy um, that I got for the, the through Eberstad because it was a pretty famous comp for high jump. Um, that year I won the Diamond League trophy as well. So I had to bring both of them back. They've got to live somewhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's where they live. (laughs) Um, Moving from the Con Games, let's let's talk about the most recent Olympics. I I mentioned it before, the Tokyo Olympics, 2020, Mm. 2021 Olympics, whatever you want to call them. Mm. You finished finished fifth, Mm. but you were just two centimetres, so I guess one one level of the, mm-hmm. the winners, the two gold medal winners. Mm. Your overall kind of reflections on those games, that comp? Um, at the time, I was a little bit disappointed because, um, you know, I went in there with a goal to win um, and to be that close, eh, you know, it was, it was tough. Um, but... You know, looking back at it now, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, 235 would have won or medaled at, at a lot of the uh, Olympic Games. So, yeah, to to miss out a little bit, I'm like, yeah. But I, I know that I gave it all and I I, I left it all out there and um, I'm, I'm happy with my performance, yeah. So you, you had a crack at the 2.39, which would have mm. got you the gold. Mm-hmm. And you, you're talking before about how like when you're really in the zone, there's no other thoughts going through your mm. head really. You've got a kind of clear headspace. So how, how are you feeling? What was going through your head when you're having to go at that 2.39? Um, well, I had, I had to give it all really. Um, you know, I, I knew they, they jumped 237, their first attempts um, I missed. So this is coming back to count back again. If I, if I had cleared the 237, I wouldn't have gained that position um, to to get into the a medal position. So um, I knew 239 was I have to get that or I'm done. Um, so it was literally just all right. I'm here. Put everything into this. Just run and jump and see what happens. Um, you know, it was a long comp at that stage. So I think I was running out of steam, but. You know, I, I gave it a good crack and um, unfortunately didn't quite get there. Well, over here in Australia at the time, there was lots of attention surrounding you, lots of media coverage around you. Did you feel that much? Um, a little bit, uh, like through from quality to, to final. Um, yeah, I did see there's a lot of lot of support back here. Um, and it was a good time because COVID was around and, and it kind of took took the mind, uh, took everyone's mind off COVID and and something to look forward to, to watch and stuff. And it was lucky it was in Tokyo. So the time difference was not that bad. It was an hour difference or something. So it was pretty primed for Aussies to watch. And um, no, it was, it was very much appreciated for how much support that there was back here. But like compared to the 2016 Olympics, it would have just been a completely different experience for you personally though, because mm. all the, that COVID stuff and uh, like no, no one be able, being able to come watch you, no family, no friends, nothing like that. Mm, no, um, def- definitely, definitely different. I was 21. Nope. No, I wasn't. I was 24. <laughs> when was I? I was 23. 
23 or 22. I don't know. I was younger. Um, <laughs> I was younger and, um, yeah, not, not as good, obviously. Um, my, my PB was 231 and um, I wasn't as experienced. So, yeah, going into Tokyo, I had a, a lot more experience behind me and, and I kind of knew – knew more about my body and, and what I had to do and, um, and kind of been in that top, top tier before. So it was, it was totally different. Um, yeah. Came 15th in Rio, came fifth in Tokyo. So it was definitely a huge, huge difference in, in games for sure. Yeah. And be honest, obviously you and Laura met in Japan. How tempted were you to try and sneak her onto the plane for another one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit. <laughs> no, um, Laura was pregnant at the time, actually. Yeah, so, I was going to um, say, I'm sure if she wasn't, maybe. But to yeah, would probably a bit of a risk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a shame, actually, that no one could um, just COVID kind of ruin that. But um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Paris. We'll see. Maybe, yeah. We'll see, I yeah. guess. But um, another, like, super successful Australian high jumper Got silver in Tokyo. Nicola McDermott, uh, mm. she's super religious. Um, talks about her relationship with religion and God all the time, and I guess it's fair to say that's what kind of drives her. Um, so, what drives you, Brandon, to be successful and be the best you can be? Um, I guess that. Um, I guess that. Uh, you know, I the chase for uh, perfection sort of thing or like to improvement. Um, you know, I, I, I love the sport of high jump and I love doing it and and that, that feeling of, you know, success or, or thinking I've made a really good jump or, you know, I'm getting better. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool feeling. And um, for me, I know that I have more to give. So that's, that is what I'm chasing. I'm chasing that, um, how much I can get out of what I'm doing. Um, you know, I'm doing all training all this much and, and doing all this work and you want to get results. And, and that's what I'm, I'm kind of chasing, you know, getting my absolute best out of everything that I can. You know? uh, I'm guessing you're not going to uh, kind of <laughs> settle for kind of fifth place at the next games. You're just going to try go better and better and better. Oh, absolutely. 15th to 5th to 1st. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that, that's a nice story. Looking, for, looking forward to telling that one in uh, 2024, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but it's, I guess, is it weird like, with the Olympics? I know it's only a year, but it's now suddenly, it's only three years away. You've got or suddenly Olympics last year, you've got Com Games this year. Like, does this impact your training at all or your thought process? Um, in terms of Olympics being so close? Or, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess it's going straight from Olympics straight into like pretty much oh, games, and then yeah. just it feels well, like a lot closer. It does, but so this year is slightly different. But, but traditionally, we would have Olympics, World Champs, Com Games, World Champs, Olympics, World Champs. So every year we've got a major. Um, so yeah. we're always coming off one major, looking into the next one. Um, but this year, because Com Games didn't get moved back, that stayed the same. The World Champs was meant to be in 2021 and that got postponed a year. So this year we have World Champs and then two weeks later we've got Com Games, uh, which has obviously never happened before. Um, so it's going to be a big year. Um, and then I guess once that comes around, it's only two years to the Olympics and 
So yeah, it's, I, I actually don't mind it. Um, you don't have to wait as long. Um, you know, it's, you can kind of keep that good energy going and, and just keep going from year to year and, and you don't have to wait four years, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty keen to, to get back out there. I mean, I'm defending champ at Com Games, so I'm, I'm ready to, to go out there, you know, trying to go back to back, obviously. Get the dogs a new toy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Little mascot. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that, mate. I love that. And yeah, I guess our final question, which is one of our favorites, is like, is like, do you have any like life philosophy? Like any like few little words that you sort of live your life by? Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> Laura would probably say the same. Um, Are you going to go with the ASIC, just what about the ASIC sponsorship <laughs> thing or no? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. no um, I mean, so far in my life, I don't know if this will change now that I have a child, maybe, I don't know. But I, I have thought um, in in my sport, I like to think of things as choices and not sacrifices. Um if I think I'm sacrificing something for something, then I really don't want to be there doing that. I'd rather be doing whatever I'm sacrificing. Um, so, I mean, so far to my, my for my career, I've chosen to do what I have chosen to do. I, I haven't sacrificed, you know, going out because I've got to train the next morning or I've chosen that I've got to train tomorrow morning so I'm choosing not to go out or obviously talking back when I was kind of 21 sort of thing. Because um, <laughs> I'm way past that now. <laughs> um, but that's, that, that's probably, uh, that's what I say to, to kind of kids growing up to, you know, try and try and make the right choice and, and try not to think of it as a sacrifice. You know, should I be eating this? I'm going to choose to eat, you know, some veggies instead of some lollies or whatever. Um, just try and think, try and make the right choice. Yeah, um, instead of thinking of it as a sacrifice. Very good, mate. And as we know from the pocket profile, you do have a love of chocolate, but you <laughs> uh, you managed to keep it in check and yeah. still get yourselves a whole lot of medals. But Lockie said that was the final question. It's the final main question, but we've got a <laughs> traditional last segment on mm-hmm. the show. It's called the Where Do We Begin Quiz, and mm-hmm. I'm going to hit the music. We love that music. And uh, Lockie, very different quiz today. So I've got two questions for you, Lockie. First one, uh, do you know how many languages I speak? Uh, English, Latin, and then maybe a little bit of Japanese. So I'm going to go three. I'll say I don't speak any other than English, so I only speak English. And the next question for you, uh, do you know how much of a singer I am? Have you heard me sing before? Well, mate, you, didn't, you lived in Japan for a bit, Harper, sorry, and you sort of failed there. That's more on you than me. And what was the second question, sorry? <laughs> well, mate, I lived in Japan where I was like zero years old. But second question was, have you heard me sing before? Uh, yes, I have. You have? Okay. Really? Jeez, okay, Jeez, didn't know that. But you, if, you heard me, if you've heard me sing before, you probably know that I'm not very good. So I've combined these two kind of non-existent talents into a very different Where Do We Begin quiz today. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it could be the greatest Where Do We Begin quiz we've ever had. All the so worst. what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you two guys some songs. And that, that sounds pretty simple, but there's always a little twist to it here at Where Do We Begin. So... What I've done is I've I've sung some songs over a backing track. You've got to guess what they are, but the twist is 
I've sung songs in another language. So five questions, 10 points on offer. You can, for each one, you can get one point for the language that I'm singing in and another point for the name of the song that I'm uh, attempting to sing. Uh, and, uh, of course, it always relates to the guests, this quiz. So, Brandon, you were born on the November the 24th. Is that right? Correct. All these songs were number one in Australia on November the 24th at some point in history. <laughs> so that's our little connection there. All Do right. you guys kind of get where get where we're heading here? Are we ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Okay. We'll play the first song. We'll see how this goes. First one. <laughs> and you can buzz in at any time, but you've only got one guess at like each of the, the language and the song, and then you're, you're out. So here we go. First song. Oyeju. No lo hagas mal Toma una canción triste y hazla mejor Recuerda dejarla debajo de tu piel Entonces comenzarás a hacerlo mejor, 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 mejor No Na, 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 okay. Na, Lockie. Lockie? Uh, no idea. I know what the song is now that with it, but I don't know what it's called. But I'm just going to have a stab at the language. Is it German? German is incorrect. <clears throat> do you know the song? Do you, want, do you want to have a guess at the song? I can play a bit more. Uh, Brandon can guess as well. Mate, I don't want to subject myself to listening to that any longer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it French? I don't think it's French. French is also incorrect. Oh, no. Do you want me to play a little bit more so you can get the song? It's a very oh, famous. Song. I know the song, but I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah, don't know I've what it's called. No well, if I play a bit more, you might get it. So I'll play nah. the last few well, in seconds. another language. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like, like it basically gives it away, I'll, I'll say. It, <laughs> at here, basically straight away when I play it now. I'll play the last okay. few seconds. Na, 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 Na 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 na. Brandon Stark has absolutely nailed it with Hey Jude. Yeah. He's got it correct. He's gone one nil up. Very nicely done. And the language was Spanish. Mm, missed that. I should, I should have known that. That is my second language. Oh, that's yeah. poor. <laughs> well, it, it actually, it, well, it actually is. I only speak one like Harper, so technically anything could be my second uh, language. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, do you speak any other languages no, yourself? Nope. Okay. Uh, A couple words here and there, but no, nothing. (laughs) A couple words here and there. We'll move on to the next song. Brandon is 1-0 up, so two more points on offer here. Let's play it. Lockie. Lockie. I'm just going to secure the point, the one point first. Gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme is incorrect. No, no, that's not it. No. Oh, no. Uh, Okay. Oh. Right well, I would say, do you want to have a guess the language? But I haven't even started. No, you haven't said anything yet. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a crack anyway because I've got to go. No, no. Well, I, yeah. I can play more, and then you can guess the language. Yeah, play more, like, play more, play more. You'd want, you'd want to hear a bit. Um, <laughs> anyway, right, let's I'm just continue. gonna. I'll just, ha- I'll just have a crack because I probably won't know the language anyway. Russian. Russian. Uh, surprise, surprise. It's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, uh, it was Brad, it's all you now. You could basically wait yeah. out this whole Mama song. Mia? Here by... Oh, yeah, Mamma Mia is correct. Oh, that's it. Yep. Well done. <laughs> God, very early. Now he's got the whole, kind of, I think it's a minute and a half of singing to get the language. <laughs> so you're two to up. You can go three to up if you get the language here. Mm-hmm. 
Lockie, you've already guessed the language. You, you oh. bobbed out and say Russian. Yeah, didn't before count, didn't count, didn't count. Is it Mandarin? Mandarin is absolutely correct. Well, I should say, I put all these through Google Translate, so the lyrics might not be totally accurate. Yeah. And according to Google Translate, this is Chinese simplified. Oh, but okay. Mandarin, I think it's basically the same okay. thing. So we'll give that to you, Brandon. Well done. You've gone oh, three nil up. You're on a roll. Um, we'll go to the, the third one. Um... Here we go. Oh, yep. Brandon. Brandon. You're the voice? You're the voice is correct. It's 4 0. Lucky. Jeez. You've got a long way uh, to come back here. I think there are only like five more points that offer. So, you've got to get on a bit of a roll, but we'll continue it to get a language. <laughs> Wie lange können wir uns ansehen? Brandon. Brandon. German. German is correct. <laughs> You're good at this, mate. Five mate, I'm not good at I'm not good at many things, mate, but <laughs> how many points on offer? Four? Uh, four more points at offer. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to give out some bonus points so you can have a chance, but that wouldn't be in the spirit of the quiz. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Ba- ba- bonus, point, bonus points for wearing purple? Uh, no, I'm afraid not, actually. Uh, mate. <laughs> but, jeez, I'd yeah. take negative points off because you're wearing a hat and it's not the where do we begin hat. That's, that's a shame for you. Um, we'll, we'll go he's, got no, he's got no song. points to take off. Yeah, true. Go, go negative. Wow. Wow. Just kick a man when he's down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll get into the fourth song. Um, yeah, it's a dead rubber now, but uh, Brandon can go for some kind of record um, for a quiz win. Here we go. Yeah, blonde bimbo, No. Brandon. Um. Uh, I know it. Da, 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 I can play da, more da, if you want. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, Brandon's giving it to me. Yeah, you go for it. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Um, I can play more if you can have a go. Isn't it Barbie Girl? Barbie Girl's spot on. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is an amazing performance this for you, sucks. Um, oh. uh, Do you want to have a crack at the language or do you want me to play a bit more? Lockie, I'm, I'm having a crack at I'm having a crack at the language. Go you know on. what? I'm going to double down, Russian, Russia. I'm doubling down on my guess from before. Let's go. It's got it's got to be one of the languages, doesn't it? If Lockie's got this, he's got his first point. He's made it six one. It's too late to come back and win, but it's an absolutely <laughs> huge achievement if he's got it here. Get a bit of a drum roll going. Russian's correct. Oh, he's on the board. <laughs> yeah, the and board. that was all. That was all on skill as well. No luck involved at all. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it's six one now. Too little, too late. Uh, but we'll right. move on to the R- fifth. respect. Respectable. It's a respectable score on now. All right. <laughs> the fifth and final that. song of this uh, 
it's unique. Where do we begin? Because it's been, been a bit of a wacky one. But here we go. We'll hit the music for our final question. Je parle de Pegasus, not Hotel. Essayons ton Rocky. Rocky. Tick tock, tick tock on the clock. Is that what, like Kesha? Tick tock by Kesha. Tick tock by Kesha is correct. Oh. And do you know the language or do you want me to play a bit more? Keep playing. I've got no idea. Mm. Brandon, do you want to have a crack at the language? No, or no, play no, play keep more? playing. Okay, I'll keep playing. Fox was in the telephone. Phone. Drop top on the channel city. Prefer it. Tire. Jusque fair. Just a dead one. Poi pompe. Lucky. Lucky. Is it? Is it Jou? Is it like French? That pronu- that sounded French with the J. If he's got it, he's got the five or three points of the quiz. Do another drum roll. You know what? Amp up the tension. I think uh, it's French too. Dead rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be six three? Can looking get the final one? He can. I think I'd to leave at some points. You know? In French. Uh, I, I only start trying for the final ones, you know. They're, they're, they're what really count. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had to, I, had to, I knew them all, though. I said, let's let you get some. Oh, you know? yeah. thanks, mate. Course, I appreciate n- that. Nice guest. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that Brandon's just a very nice guy, and he's, it's, that's all really come out in this quiz. He's got to. He can't be too rude to his host and just win 10 nil against him. Exactly. Got to have, have a bit of uh, sportsmanship, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that, that's it for the quiz, actually. We'll play the, we'll play the victory music for Brandon. You know what? <laughs> well done, Brandon. Anyone you'd like to dedicate the win to? I'm sure it's up there with your, your gold medals. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, well, I'm pretty glad we're not giving him a trophy then to put it in his dog's room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> indeed, uh. indeed. Um, but I think that's about it. So uh, thanks very much, Brandon, for coming on. Lockie, is there anything else you want to say before we let Brandon go? I'd just like to thank Brandon for giving up his time. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, yeah, thanks also for the uh, listeners for tuning in. No problem. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. And thank you, Brandon. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Fuji shen me she ho be ni pian le Yushi woji adin dreshin yidin yoji yeshu Jianzai kan kan wo wo fuji jima boji dao zen me fushi tura shikong le Wote ling hun li yu yi tu an ho Ji kan yi yun wo ju neng ting dao ling shen Zai kan yi yun wo jin le zi a ki Wo wo mamma mia Wo yu lai le Wo de wo jin me neng kang ju ni Mamma mia Yo chu jian le ma Wo de wo shi duo me jiang an ni Shi de wo jin su yi le Woman think I need an cashy dalense. Wishame, woe wishing a funk on me. Mamma mia, Gianza was in the Zidoli, woe day. Woe you one boon and one nizzo. 